Wow, a woman with a big personality making sex jokes dressed in a provocative <laughs> manner, telling us to feel the warmth of her body, looking like his ex-wife, knows just how to get places, and is in distress and in need of someone to help her. Yes. Like a man or, you know, somebody who just can <laughs> accompany her here and there. So this is James' idealized version of a female. That yes. what James sees in her, this woman is a is a projection. I'm not. Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Kason, and we are here to talk about Silent Hill Two again. So we left off Ooh. with the filthy toilet. With the freaking toilet. Man. Um, there's like a memo inside. It's part of the puzzle. It's you the have to safe, solve. right? Yeah. So there's a safe you got to get into. The, right. the memo in the wallet in the toilet. Yeah. Helped us get there. Now, the safe kind of just had ammo and stuff in it. It wasn't like yep. the most important thing. Um, but the next scene after this is Angela, right? Is that where you go to after this? Let me see. Let me look my yeah, it's Angela. Okay. This is wild. So we're just kind of exploring this building, right? And we go into this room. It's kind of like a dance studio, you could say. It's got that big, big mirror. mirror on the yeah. wall. Yeah. And she's just laying down in front of it holding a knife. Yeah. And I didn't know what had happened. I At first, I thought that she had already stabbed herself. I mm. thought it was done. I thought we were approaching her as she was dying. Um, that was not the case. Um, but it, it's really unsettling, at least in part because Angela seemed to be on her way out of the town, right? She was like, that town's crazy. Don't go there. I'm looking for someone, and I'm in this graveyard. And then we see her in a building, like, kind of out of nowhere. Like, how did, how did she get here? Mm. That's kind of weird enough right on its face. Um, but this this conversation is absolutely fascinating. I, I wrote down a lot of it. Yeah. So the first thing James does in approaching her is, well, I mean, obviously yeah, like, he sees that ways. there's a problem that like she's contemplating suicide. <gasps> yeah, he's going to so try and talk her So he's trying to talk her down from that ledge. Yeah. And she says that he's just like her. And that they both kind of deserve this, what yeah. they're going through. Now, yes, this it's is what the, we deserve, the yeah. first time that I took a note of it. There, it may have come earlier, but there's the first note that I took, and there are many more instances of this, where James immediately denies, no, I'm not like you, or no, that's not right, uh, or oh, you're a liar, or what you're saying is not right. Right. Like okay. such a sharp, immediate denial right. that it's... Also a little bit suspicious. In the same way that I was oh. suspicious of Angela being that startled by his voice as he was oh, approaching. Oh, okay, Like right. there's something more to, it's not normal to get that scared when you hear somebody 20 feet away saying, hey, how's it going? You, you turn. Yeah. Maybe you could be a little startled that someone's there, but not like that much, right? Right. So he sharply, sharply denies being like her, right? So that's interesting. No, I'm not like you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he asks whether she's found her mother. And uh, he seems to, well, from her perspective, from Angela's perspective, mm -hmm. it seems like he's pulling a detail he shouldn't know, which is, yes. is, is it only that you don't know where she lived in the town, only that she lived in the town, period. Yes. And she's like, what? How did you know that? How did and, you know? Did but but again, it's pretty easy to derive that when... You sh the first thing you said to me was, I'm looking for my mother, and I've, I've come to Silent Hills. Obviously, your mom... Well, I guess, I guess, you, could, Hill, I guess right? you could... I guess what maybe where her confusion's coming from is that, how do you know she lived here? Maybe she's just... She was visiting, or she came here. That's the last known place I knew she was. 
how did you know that she lived in the town? And yeah. it's still, I think, and as she realizes this, it's something that's not like that crazy to deduce. So she calms down a bit, but she gets, right. again, surprised to the point that's like, it's just strange. Well, she's like, like how do you know that? Yeah, like. But she was so sleepy before. She was so just like docile yes, and just dreamlike right. holding that knife. And then all of a sudden she's like, how do you know that? And it's like, whoa, right. where did where did this come from? Like this this sharp rise in her emotional uh, state and then followed by this this decline back into this sleepiness, right? She, this this uneasy feeling. Right. It's so interesting. So, um, I thought it was, I actually laughed out loud at that part. Oh, really? When she was like, when it was like he was trying to explain how he just assumed that because she's here looking for her grandma, that her grandma was here her mother, somewhere, mother, yeah. or her mother. Um, and she like is absolutely cannot understand how he could have possibly <laughs> have deduced that. Um, yeah. but it's just so obviously logical. Like, yeah. it's just like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Well, that's another thing on? that leads me to feel like she's pretty immature despite how she looks, right? Like, sure, she, yeah. she's just not following like a very easy lo- logical mm-hmm. thing to assume <laughs> um so uh anyways th- she ends up asking about you know whether he's found who he's looking for he says the that he hasn't yet and shows her a picture of his wife yeah, and explains that she's been dead and and when he when he explains that part that really unsettles her she gets again to a point that's just strange kind of afraid of him and and mm, wants to like right. put distance between her and him and she starts kind of like sneaking around and trying to leave and gets really uncomfortable mm. and um uh let's see she's afraid of him for the rest of the scene is what i wrote here and when yeah. he offers to help her she really tries to find any excuse to get away from him so well he he's like give me the knife yeah Offers to take the knife. she's like, who knows what I'll do with this. Right. So she's oh, man, afraid so of him, but she's also afraid of keeping this knife because yes. of what she would do to herself. So she's battling with, do I trust giving the knife to you mm-hmm. or do I trust myself keeping this knife? I don't know which is worse. So she yeah. uh, he offers to take it and she seems to be willing to do that. And as he reaches for it, she... Points it back at him yes. again. Like, like just stay away can't, but can't she, but trust it. She's so apologetic about it though. She's like, I'm sorry, yes. I'm sorry. Like, yes. she, I think she says something so like, I, I've done, I've been bad. I'm sorry is what That's she says. That's right. I'm sorry. I've been bad. Please don't. Yes. And then she goes off to find her mama. Yes. Key, key uh, choice of words, I think, there. Yeah. I've been bad. I've been bad. I'm sorry. Is what she's saying. That that's the sort of thing mm. that uh, a victim of abuse does oh, when okay. they're trying to avoid further abuse. Ah. They start apologizing to the abuser. I'm sorry. I, it's even, my fault. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm. That's the type of behavior that she's exhibiting there. That's interesting. Um, so she leaves the knife behind. She kind of drops it uh, uh, on a desk or a table there, and then she just runs away. So. More to uh, chew on with yeah. her. We'll get back to her a little bit later. And James also says, um, she's dead. I don't know why I think she's here. I wrote yeah. that one down too. Like, um, Why his uh, wife thinks he's here, right? He's, he, he doesn't even know why he's searching here yes. for a dead person. Yet here he is, and we're just going. You yeah. know, we're doing it. It feels very dreamlike. Um, also, just that note that she said at the very beginning where she says, you are the same as me. That, yes. That seems to be an important line. So 
Uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll see where that goes. And so then we, for me, I did the hand in the toilet after that. Scene. After that, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so my next note is for Pyramid Head. Yep, the next appearance of Pyramid Head here. Yep. So uh, once again, he, he's violating oh, another monster. Uh, yeah. he, and he's, now we see his his uh, his blade that he's kind of dragging behind him. Yeah, this is kind huge. of an iconic sort of weapon, right? Yeah. He he sort of drags it behind him. It scrapes across the ground, and that's kind of how you know he's around is when you hear that scraping sound, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you, you shoot at it uh, until it basically goes down the stairs. It's because like, the stairs are flooded. Yeah, yeah. And Pyramid Head will kind of walk down there. And yeah. Then the, the water will. And then the water releases. Go down right. and then you can proceed. So, um, so I've this, got is, this is something here. I want to talk about real mm-hmm. quick. Why don't we go with your notes first, though? Okay. This is fun. <laughs> so the fight with Pyramid Head was freaky. It's interesting that we don't kill him. Yeah. Um, it seems like, and I didn't get this the first time we encountered him because we shot him enough and I, we had, it was, it all kind of happened in a cutscene. I just kind of assumed, oh, of course, of course he's going to go away. I didn't think he was dead, but I, it made sense to me this time. It didn't make a ton of sense. Um, so we don't kill him, but just the act of fighting him is enough. Right. And then he, he leaves. So yeah. this makes me wonder. Um, Pyramid Head then submer- submerges beneath the water. As mentioned previously, water represents the unconscious. So I think I'm close to something here. And this actually reminds me a little bit of uh, Tales from Earthsea. Have, have you ever yeah. like read the books? No. Okay. They're really good. Yeah. Um, I need to read them again now that I'm like intimately familiar with Carl Jung. Um, in the past several years, I haven't read them for a long time, but she incorporated a lot of this... Um, stuff in, in her books, a lot of the, the water and the, uh, Carl Jung kind of stuff. And specifically, uh, this is a character who needs to like travel all across the whole world to find his shadow that has mm. like escaped from him, you know, right. and becomes like this enemy. And I feel like we're getting something like that here with this one. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we yeah. go down it in, is... into the water. Well, once it, you know, submerges, yeah. the pyramid head goes into the water. Um, I did think it was interesting. It was almost like, I don't know. It's hard to know because I do feel like combat in particular in this game feels very clumsy. Okay. Movement feels very clumsy. Yeah, that's I almost got the impression like he wasn't really coming after me. And this, this might not even be yeah, true. Kind of. He was slow. He was really slow. It's just that he's so slow. And maybe yeah. I had shot him enough times to where he was triggered to go downstairs now. Well, I, but st- it almost I felt started like off not shooting him. I was trying to use my stick. Oh, you're trying to beat him up. <laughs> it didn't freaking work very well. It was really hard. And I was like, oh, I'll just, because yeah. I'm thinking I only have so many bullets. I'm going to, if I don't have to use the gun. Yeah, right. Trying I'm to conserve. I'm not going to use it. That, that's kind of a signature survival horror thing. Is yeah, exactly. You don't know if you have enough ammo. But, yeah, Resident Evil. Um, point is, is that in this playthrough, and, and again, I don't even know if this is just the game sort of was clumsy or if it was really happening it was almost like he was just trying to walk down the stairs and my shooting him irritated him and so he turned and tried to swipe at me once and then like kept going interesting interesting okay um i this this kind of brought to me like the the thought of like i didn't feel particularly threatened by any of the enemies in this game like i was mostly Mm. just running around them they're pretty easy, yeah. And they're not, they're really slow. They're really slow. Um, and they have obvious is, tells before all of their tells. Yeah, so this is your first playthrough. Yeah. 
Like, have you ever felt in danger of dying in this game? <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah. That's a good point. I haven't realized it, though. Um, but no, I haven't really felt... But I do kill... I don't run past everything like you do. Yeah. I'm basically killing everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, but like, I feel like that's how the game is meant to be played. There's one point, just a little bit beyond this, where we run outside to like a pool and there's like an empty pool with no water and there's like three of them. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they're there's surrounding the, a thing. Like a cradle or yeah, like a, cradle, a stroller, stroller in the center of and the... You, yeah. That was, I think... Okay, it wasn't the first time I just ran past the enemies. I've run past them a few times, especially in the hallway or especially if I feel like I've already killed them before. Like, why are you here? Um, but when I went to the pool and there were three of them, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And <laughs> ever since then, I have fought less and less of them. Yeah. But I've, I have I have been killing most of them that I yeah. encounter. Well, this kind of brings up, again, sort of a parallel with Soulsborne gamers. It's, it's like new players yeah. will attempt to kill every yeah. enemy on the path. And I that, that depletes, <laughs> you know, when you when you make mistakes or take hits, that depletes your Estus or your, your healing items. Yeah. And, like, the smarter thing to do is to conserve that and just run past them because they're all very stupid. Right. And so the game gets a lot easier when you realize, Once you realize I that. don't have to kill everything. <laughs> I can just run past it all, right? Yeah. Um, and that, that's kind of how I'm feeling uh, playing the game this time is that I, I don't know how that has affected the... I guess the horror of the game for you, mm. like that you actually ever feel threatened as a player of dying in the game. I or don't not? think so. I was very afraid to fight um, um, Pyramid Head until until I realized how how absolutely slow he is. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, I think this is all right. But I was pretty scared, and it's in part because of the cutscene that plays right before you do the fight. James is trying to get out. He's trying yeah, to. He's like right. really freaked out. And then the fight starts, and it's like, yeah, that wasn't too much. That that was pretty easy actually. Yeah. So we haven't really brought up, I mean, maybe we mentioned it in episode one, that um, they're doing a remake of this oh, game. Oh, yeah, we did mention right? it, yeah. So um, this was mm. one of the things that made me think, you know, maybe a remake of this game um, could be a good thing where, like, the actual combat, the actual encounters with monsters themselves are made a lot scarier or at least more threatening. Because, um, I don't know, like... The, the scariest part for me, like you were saying, was just the reaching into the whole thing. <laughs> yes, dude. But just because that's a concept that's scary to me. Yes. But, like, the actual playing of the game, I don't really ever feel the tension. Hmm. Um, particularly in, in comparison to other, uh, some of my other favorite survival horror games, like, say, Dead Space or Resident Evil 4. Now, I do love the psychological aspects of this game. I think yeah. that um, as a concept... As, as as uh I guess as a narrative concept it is far more frightening than those other games I'm talking about hmm. but like the moment to moment like moving around the world and stuff I don't think is actually that scary and it's it's interesting to me and I'm I'm this is what I'm really interested to learn uh so I I've played Silent Hill Shattered Memories which is sort oh, of a yeah. reimagined and it, it it's almost it's not really like the same story as Silent Hill One, but it's the oh, same yeah. characters, oh, similar cool. scenario, but then a really different plot, hmm. um, a, 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 like a, from the ground up total reimagining of Silent Hill One. 
Uh, it was released on the Wii first, and then weird enough, in like 2010, it came out on PlayStation Two. Oh yeah, that's where that's <laughs> and the where PSP. I heard about it. Oh, what the heck? That's funny. Uh, but it came on 2009 on the Wii, so it came to wow. the Wii first. Huh. Anyways, I really like that game. Um, I thought it was pretty good. But one of the things that people would complain about is it became very obvious when you were going to have like a puzzle solving section versus a oh, yeah. a chase when the monsters would come after you, hmm. right? And that uh, that became repetitive, that the monsters didn't seem that threatening. These were the, the things in terms of criticism I would hear regarding Shattered Memories. Hmm. And I, I don't think that's wrong. Like, I think that that's actually a good criticism of that game. But I wonder yeah. what these people feel about the monsters of Silent Hill 2, because they're no more threatening. Yeah. In fact, I think they're a lot less threatening because they're so slow. At mm. least the monsters in Shattered Memories chase you, and if they get you, they will you, kill you. I remember you playing that game, actually. I yes. remember watching you play that game. So you have to run from them, and yeah. you can't fight, and you're, like, knocking things over to try to slow them down because they're right. faster than yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so you got to find your way through the section by running away. And I found that to be more threatening and scary, huh. even though it was repetitive enough to where at the end it, you know, it wasn't, it became a little annoying or whatever. Yeah. But I guess that's just, it's just a thought that I had. It's a total tangent, but I throw it out to the audience. Like, I want to know what people's feelings are about the level of threat that the enemies of these games, the early ones, one, two, and three, actually pose to you as a player. Like, mm. is, is the sort of just the concept of Silent Hill enough to make you feel like the horror is sufficient for the game? Or is, do, do you feel like it could be improved by having the monsters actually be difficult and threatening to face? You know, this is unfortunate. So you you are bringing to me the realization <laughs> that I actually have not been very scared throughout this entire playthrough. Right. Um, which, But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's it's not, fine. That's not it's why I'm playing the game. It's still a good game. I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's just... And you're right. Sticking the I hand like... in the hole was the scariest part for sure. And it was, yeah. very, it was very scary. But in terms of the genre of the game, yeah, this is... Horror doesn't quite describe the emotions that I'm feeling when I'm playing this game. Yeah. yeah but I didn't realize that until just now. Yeah. <laughs> Like there are other games I've played that are yeah. conceptually like much less interesting or, or scary conceptually, right? It's just the monster of the week kind of thing or oh, yeah. hordes of enemies coming at you. Like conceptually, it's not that scary, right? but it, it, there's a tension in it. Like you're actually fighting for your life. It feels like mm. you're trying to survive. Mm. I don't feel like I'm trying to survive in Silent Hill. You're right. I don't either. Yeah. That's and, true. And you know, so, we brought up a Zombie U earlier. That was, yeah, Zombie U is a good game. Yeah. That game freaked me that, out. That man. one also I, was scary. So, so um, I because I don't really play horror games. Yeah, I'll watch horror movies. As far as horror games go, I um like I can tell that it is scary if I just stop playing it. And the Zombie U, <laughs> <laughs> after about an hour, I'm like. I actually don't need to play this game. I just realized that I've got other stuff to do. <laughs> like that's the mark of a scary game, in my opinion. Sure. Trouble being, then uh, I never play it. So yeah, this one um, I don't feel nearly like, like that. I, I would say um, this game is maybe more akin gameplay horror wise to something like um, Eternal Darkness. Sure, sure. But in yeah. Eternal Darkness, those enemies are more threatening for sure. I think to so. Me. Yeah, I felt a lot more vulnerable. 
yeah. as um, in Eternal Darkness. So anyways, I, I, it's just something I kind of want to throw out and just get people's thoughts on just as a matter of interest. I'm just interested right. to see what people think because, again, this is considered like one of the best, if not the best, horror games ever made. And I can consider it, I say it is a very great game. Yeah. It is a really it's good awesome. game. It's great. Um, but it's not scary to play. <laughs> it, I don't think it is. I don't think so. Um, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. So anyways, I, I, I prefer a good game to a scary game anyways. I want to see what people think about that. Um, okay. Uh, we do have one comment here from Patreon I'll read real quick. This is from uh, Mix. I found myself actually seeking out enemies and killing them after a bit. I was uh, wary of them at first, but as the game progressed, there was a part of me that actually enjoyed beating them down. That's your Not shadow. Sure that, the part of you, <laughs> the part of you, is your shadow that wants to kill things. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mix. Um, so let's see here. James, I, next part for me is Laura. So yeah, Laura comes across the little girl again. Yep. That's what I've got too. So he asks her what she's doing in Silent Hill. And she says it's none of his business and that he didn't love Mary anyway. So that she's was crazy. Yeah. So yes. she knows about Mary. So, and we're like, wait, you know, but she's gone. She's a fast. Yeah. She runs you know, away quite, kid. quite quickly. She also says, she says a couple of things, right? And once again, every character, including James, every character in this whole, in this whole game, they just have these moments where they get triggered. They, they are easily triggered. Right. And this girl, like we ask her, just like, hey, what are you doing here? I can't remember exactly what we asked her, but her response was, are you blind or something? Yeah, are you blind? Yes. It's like, well, we're just trying to talk to you and you're like kind of, you know, jumping to conclusions that are insulting. Um, <laughs> and she is like really, she's really upset at us, but she's kind of just like playing, just doing her own thing. She seems yeah. fine. She doesn't seem affected by whatever's going on. Well, even on she that thinks we're blind. wall that she that she's sitting on, there's almost like some, like some chalk art on it. Like uh, yes. she was oh, drawing. Oh, like she was doing that. Some like animal characters. Later on, yeah. we see her playing with teddy bears. Like she seems very unaware of what's going on around her. Yeah. Very Not unaware. affected by it. Yeah, not affected. Aware. But it's very interesting uh, that she calls us blind. I, d I don't think that was warranted based on what we were talking to her about. So which begs the question, is there something that James is not seeing? Mm. Well, it's obvious. This takes me back to Eddie having not seen Pyramid Head mm, he, or, or right. the, an illusion there that they're seeing something different than right. each other. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, their visual realities are, are not in line. They may not be seeing the same things. Yeah. So that's maybe another... Uh, point of evidence that 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 could allude to that as well that yeah uh, are you blind like you're not seeing the same things that i'm seeing mm -hmm. um and only a kid would be so blunt <laughs> <laughs> sure uh so then he proceeds to rosewater park yeah uh, wonders if uh that's where mary was talking yeah. about where the, that's where she's waiting for him that's and the place where they went and stared at water all day <laughs> i'm guessing but instead of finding mary he finds Maria. Yes. So I want to get your thoughts on Maria real quick, but first off, she Mary looks... and Maria are basically the same names. So yes. We can start there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it doesn't seem very subtle. <laughs> no, not um, at all. Not at all. So they have basically the same name. They look like they could be twins. James says, right? Because um, he says Mary at first when he walks up to her, and he goes, "Oh no, you're you're not her." Yeah. That's um, right, yeah. So, but she has almost the same name. She looks almost the same. Yes. Now, yes. this was brought up to us by Rob, who is joining us via Patreon uh, for the, the streams when we do these live. Um, I didn't know this. 
Maria's outfit is modeled (laughs) exactly after Christina Aguilera, which is interesting. From the Teen Choice Awards. Yes. The year prior. So that would have been 2000. Right. So yeah. So (laughs) that's an interesting thing. There's probably something there to talk about, but maybe not quite yet. I... I, I actually have some fun. Go no, ahead. but I can't say it right now. I'm going to say it soon because I, I jumped to some conclusions about this Maria character, and uh, then I will bring it back to Christina Aguilera okay. in, in a great way. Um, but my first note here is that the place is called Rosewater, right? The yes. lake is called Rosewater. Right. Um, the name Rosewater, I'm quoting this from the internet. I just typed Rosewater. What is Rosewater? I typed that into Google, and this is what it showed me. So the name Rosewater came from the beverage of the same name made by soaking rose flower petals in water. It's a light pink bluish hue that is created by mixing a bit of red with white. Rosewater is typically associated with love, empathy, attraction, and femininity. I would assume that uh, is relevant to just the rose and flowers. The rose tends to symbolize the Well, you saw the the tips of... Maria's hair red. Yes. are kind of dyed red. like a pinkish red color, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So he sees Mary. She's looking at water. <laughs> Oddly enough, Maria is just staring at water. That's what she's doing. Yeah. And she's spending her whole day doing that. And, but like, any, oh, this is great. I love, I don't understand why James doesn't think it's her. Mm. It's been three years. So this girl looks just like her doing at yes. the same place, doing the thing that they did together. Okay, but so. he just immediately is like, you're not her. Right. And the only thing I can think of is what we mentioned in episode one uh, w- about the inception reference of the, yes. you're not her, the perfection imperfections. Sure. You're just not good enough. Um, that's the only thing I can think of where it's like, he knows it's not her. I, I want to say something about okay, this. Please, please, please. So he gets the sense very early on from the way this person's acting that this is not his wife. Sure. Now, also note how immediately flirtatious this girl is. Mm-hmm. I know. I've got notes. So <laughs> how feel how warm I am. He she yes. puts his hand oh on gosh. her chest, right? Yes, yes. Um, she she knows without being told that he's looking, or, or that he had said earlier that Mary is dead. Ah. Didn't you say that she had died, she says, right? I didn't realize we didn't tell her that. Um, yeah. This is the first time meeting this character. Um, and he doesn't question that. Again, very dreamlike almost the yes. logic of this. You right? just accept what happens as right. just as how it is. She asks if uh, this was their only special place. Uh, James mentions maybe it was Lakeview Hotel. And she goes, ah, hotel, huh? Yes. <laughs> there's, there's, so yeah. he gets the sense it's not his wife right, right. away. And this girl's very seductive, flirtatious, um, yeah. overtly so for the first time meeting a stranger kind of thing. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but that's important. Okay. This reminds <laughs> me of a pickup line that I've heard. This is probably the worst pickup line in the world. Um, a man approaches a woman and says, hey, you remind me of my third wife. <laughs> and the woman says, what? And he goes, ask me how many times I've been married. <laughs> she goes, how many times have you been married? He says, twice. <laughs> Yeah, right. So anyways, the idea when he walks up and is like, you're my wife. Oh, wait, you're not. It it almost, it seems to light a fire in her that he sees a woman who he could be married to in Mm. me. Yeah. Right? Yep. 
without saying, wow, you're attractive, he basically told her, you're really attractive. Yes. I, you, you remind me of a woman I was intimate with for a very long time. Yeah. Um, anyways, there's that right there. Right. By the way, that's the worst pickup line if any of you ever <laughs> use it. Just like, get out of here, please. Um, so this is what I've got. He, he calls her a twin. He's like, you, you could be her twin, right? Um, only her hair and clothes are different. I thought that was funny, her clothes. Yes, clothes. I think he's referencing her manner of dress as opposed to the yes. specific clothes. That's, that's what that is. It. <laughs> okay, good. She would not have dressed exactly, this way. Yes. Exposing the midriff. The midriff, the, the short co- skirt. The bright colors, the tight yeah. short skirt. Only two buttons on her button-up shirt are buttons. Yes. Two. Yes. So, yeah. She, I, it's not that Mary never changed her clothes always wore the same outfit it's yeah. that her manner of dress is quite probably more conservative than uh, maria's um sure manner of dress so then it's like he found her he found her except it's not her her name is maria she has a seductive aura about her she's very flirty she's wearing a specific type of necklace ah, this is great i don't know if but the necklace is it's called a choker Yes, right. Those necklaces are called chokers. Yes. I don't know what's up with that because Maria died. Mary died. Don't know how Mary died. Again, the, the manner of but, dress. But Maria is wearing a choker yeah. necklace. Yeah, because women will, uh, what is it? It's a it's a thing where you, you cover your jugular and it's like a, it's a attractive thing for men to want to, like if you cover your jugular, it's like you're suggestive. But anyways, there's a whole thing in Secret Garden about it. Remember, Gila oh, Raheem, she gets a scarf. That's right. Because her, um, I forgot. Her roommate told her to wear a scarf to cover <laughs> up. I because completely that forgot. That about makes that. men more curious. <laughs> anyways, um, so she's got a choker necklace. It's kind of like thick. It's not like a super um, thin uh, or anything like that. Um, she, it has a gold pendant on it. She's wearing red. She yeah, has right. a butterfly tattoo. Mm. On her navel. Yep. Butterflies represent departed uh, Departed souls. Yeah. yeah. We talked about that. That's Japanese. Episode. So, wow. A woman with a big personality making sex jokes dressed in a provocative <laughs> manner, telling us to feel the warmth of her body, looking like his ex-wife, knows just how to get places, and is in distress and in need of someone to help her. Yes. Like a man or, you know, somebody who just can <laughs> accompany her here and there. So this is James' idealized version of a female. That yes. What James sees in her, this woman is a, is a projection. I'm not saying that there isn't a woman there. I'm saying that what he's seeing, he is projecting his ideal female onto this woman. Yeah. Or... I don't know exactly what's going on in this something game, but like it that. could be something like that. But either yeah. way, it's a projection, right? And he is projecting his the anima. This is where I'm going. Um, Maria is like the anima in his mind. So unlike Angela, who has problems galore, I didn't know Angela was younger, though. Yes. That changes everything. Because I'm thinking, well, wait a second. What What is Angela a projection of if Maria is like the anima and if uh, Laura, the girl, is like like just a kid, like obviously that's, that's an archetype in and of itself. Um, what's Angela? Like what's her deal? But now I kind of actually am, since you mentioned that Angela's a teenager, it, it, she it kind of fits this gap in between Laura and Maria. Sure. That Angela's like this separate place here within his, whatever he projects out of, of how women act. Right. And so, um, 
Angela has problems galore, but this girl seems to have it all figured out. Her only problem, as far as I can tell from this scene, is that she doesn't have a man with her. (laughs) She's alone. I sense anima projection happening here. I did not get it with Angela, uh, but it is just screaming to me here with Maria. She seems to resemble his anima. Well, in particular, the first stage of the anima, which is Mary. Eve. Or Eve, Eve is sorry. the first. Eve, yes, yes, right. So despite the, the name is Mary. But yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eve, Eve is what I meant to say. Yes. So the first stage of anima development, which is like seeing or projecting uh, more of just like sexual objectivity. Yeah, it's a little more primal. Really difficult yeah. time really understanding or communicating yep. at that first stage of anima yep. development. And it's right. more objective, right? Yeah, right? You see a woman as uh, more of an object, um, also something to provide you with things. Uh, not so much like an actual person. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. Real quick, we're getting a correction from Rob here. So, James told her that he that she looks like his late wife. So, if he used the oh, word late. In which case, he did tell her that she that, Then that would indicate that she's dead already. Okay. So Thank that, you. Thank that, you, Rob. Okay. If he used the word late, then yeah, that changes the context okay. there. So, I appreciate that. I can edit that in then. Okay. Good. Um, let's see. Okay. So, um this is great because we're just kind of sort of going to just kind of leave her there. Right. Yeah. He's going to kind of walk off and she's like, and she's like, Oh, don't leave me here. You know, like this is her only problem is that he's not with her. Right. Right. This is, it's just, it's, 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 this is, this is just perfect. This is textbook. Um, so she's saying, you know, why don't you want me to go with her? You say, I look like this girl, right? Well, you loved her. Didn't you? And yeah. then she goes, or maybe you hated, you her. hated her. Right. And he's like, don't be ridiculous. He gets all mad at That's that. That's the second point yes. at which he immediately yes. denies something really sharply like that. He won't allow yeah. the possibility that he might have hated this woman to enter into his heart. And uh, he acts, but he gets over it right away. Every time these characters have a sharp outburst, like one second later, they're just chill again. They're, they're back, right back. Yeah, it's back not like they, they keep, it's not like they're holding a grudge. It's like, don't be ridiculous. And then she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. And then he's like, all right, come along. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> At least tell her, hey, don't tell me I hated my wife again. You know, he's like, he's not, it's like there's some type of mutual understanding here already. Right. It's so funny. So before this point, we'd mostly only been coming across those straight jacket uh, type enemies, right? Yeah, they don't hold their own um, weapons. They don't, yeah, yeah they're pretty weak. They kind of just try to barf on you mostly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> now we start seeing a lot more of the mannequin enemies, which are the, the double-legged, like yeah, the, the legs for arms, legs. Uh, they take so, more freaking hits to kill. Now, um, okay, again, I don't want to mention too much for the sake of spoilers, but pay attention to the designs of these enemies and, and we'll, we'll bring them all up at the end again okay. and kind of talk about what they represent. But um, in particular on this one, right? First of all, it's two pairs of female legs. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. feminine legs. Yeah. But the, the arm part, the arms part that Our actually legs. like attack at you, they have like braces on them. Did you see that? Like mm-hmm. leg braces? I can't say I paid much It's kind of hard to see. Uh-uh. It's not like easy to see that. Huh. But they do have these like... Um, Braces, uh, like the types you wear when you have trouble walking, like Forrest Gump, like those, like on the kind sides of yeah, with not not not, not like metal ones, oh, but okay. like more of like a one that you would sort of tie up ah. that kind of keep help support or keep your legs straight to help you walk a little okay. bit. So they have these leg braces 
on them. So, um, again, okay. I will, uh, bring that up again at another point, but oh, the, are, the, the are enemies leg- are changing here. And okay. as soon as we've got Maria with us now. Are leg braces restrictive? Um, yeah, in a sense. Yeah, they the are. the other one's the straight jacket. Now right, we get like, these leg braces. It's uh, almost like, um. Like I used to wear knee braces and ankle braces when uh, I played basketball, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. When I, I, I had a really badly sprained ankle and I just had right. knee problems generally. It was, it's a, it was um, an inherited thing, like a, yeah. g- a genetic thing. It's a connective where, tissue. Yeah the, yeah, the knee hadn't fully like developed yet. So as a teenager, yeah. I got all this pain in, in my knees when I would run or, or play sports. And so I had to wear these, these braces on my knees that would basically... Yeah, like keep them straight. They, it would keep them secure. It would add uh, support and keep them straighter so that I wouldn't, mm. you know, bend them or have so much shock impact, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it, I would say yes to your question. I okay. guess a long-winded answer. But, um, so, yeah, and in many different ways, these enemies seem restricted. Yes. In... In that's a, that's a very ways. good thing to pick up on. Yes. Okay. That's true. Why well, wouldn't have if you didn't bring it up? <laughs> but that's good. That's good. Okay. Yes. In almost every case, actually, mm-hmm. they seem to be, I mean, we have the straight jacket guys. Clearly. We have that's good, yeah. the, the mannequins now with the braces on yeah. the legs. And even pyramid head. Um, I don't know what's up with the pyramid on the head. <laughs> I mean, I would certainly be, but it seems a, a huge weight to be carrying <laughs> yes. around all the time. Right. Absolutely. It would be restrictive. Yes. Um, a lot of these and he's enemies, slow. he's really slow. So it's like, yeah, yes, very much. So a lot of these enemies will appear in like frames and uh, I'll talk more about that really soon. Okay. Um, but they're like almost caged in these frames. Flesh lip, flesh, flesh lips. lips. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> the name of, of those yeah. enemies. So we'll, we'll talk about them here pretty soon. I think, um, yeah, okay, good. so they come up to a bowling alley, and she refuses to go in because she hates bowling. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's up with that? How He's can, like, I'm not going to play. How can you hate bowling enough to not even want to go inside of a bowling alley? I, I, I can't even enter the building. I hate it so much. <laughs> and then, of course, he's especially, like, yeah, I didn't come here to play. Like, what are you talking about? Weird. Especially because... um. It's not like it's operational either. It's right. like there won't be anyone in there. Now, no there one's bowling. to be someone in there, but. Yeah, this time there is. No, I guess the reason for this is to keep Maria separate from Eddie or Laura. Yeah, I think so. I think that would be the reason for this, narrative-wise. Yeah. Because once we go into the bowling alley, there's Eddie just chowing down on some pizza. Actually, it's actually really funny that you say that. I think you're exactly right. They didn't want Maria in the same room with Eddie and Laura. I yeah. think that's it. Yes, you're right. Okay, okay. Okay. Just, just, just realized <laughs> that just now. So, Eddie and the little girl, Laura, they're talking together. Uh, he says that the cops won't listen and no one will ever forgive him. The girl says that she runs away often too, so she understands him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, although she's kind of mean to him, she calls him a fatty and a, yeah, some a, other... a, a gutless fatso. Gutless um, fatso, yeah. Yeah, so she's asking him about what he did to end up here. And she's like, she's like it, robbery, robbery, murder. murder. He's like, nothing like that. So it's yeah. like he didn't do anything crazy. Yeah. Yet, yet he seems to believe it's he did something he can That's never be unforgivable. forgiven for. Yeah. But that isn't robbery or murder. Like, okay. Yeah. What could that be? Very interesting. Um, so, but she, she also says something. Yeah. Cause she says, uh, if you did something bad, why don't you just say you're sorry? Like, why yes. won't you apologize? And he says, it's no good. No one will ever forgive me. Right. That sort of suggests that he doesn't forgive himself. First yes, of all. For sure. So he's punishing himself. Yeah. And 
yeah, if you can't forgive yourself, then how are you going to ask someone else to do it? Yeah. But at the same time, what did he do? <laughs> yep. And then he asks her if she's found the lady that she's looking for. Oh, and he man. said, what's her name? Mary? Right? So right. the second indication here, she's Laura for, yeah. is connected to Mary somehow. Yeah. As soon as James enters where they were talking, she's gone. Yeah, he, she and, and Eddie's just sitting there eating pizza. He doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I thought that that line is pretty funny, too, because you see Laura exit the building. And yeah. um, James is sort of like, wait. And she's like, bye-bye. And she, like, takes off. <laughs> yeah. And and he's sort of rebuking Eddie a little bit about, you're just going to let her run off by herself, you know? Yeah. and and she's just a kid. Right. And Eddie says that, you know, she, she said that a fatso like him would just slow her down <laughs> and that she's fine by herself or whatever. He, he, okay. He also doesn't feel very useful, right? So he thinks he'll just slow Laura down. And she runs off. He also isn't seeing the same monsters that we're seeing. No. So we're like her horrified that he would allow a kid to leave in the yes. midst of what we've seen. Yes. And he's like, dude, it's not a big deal. She's just looking for some girl named Mary. And by the way, I am like not in, not in shape to keep up with a little kid. <laughs> right. That's all he's yeah. really saying. Right. But the way we hear it is yeah. like, dude, this guy has serious psychological problems. That he's just eating his sorrows away, right? Mm-hmm. And that's part of why he's gained this weight. Uh, he can't forgive himself. Um, he is allowing this kid to go out with monsters because he doesn't feel capable of protecting some other person anyways, you know? Like, there's a lot going on with this Eddie character. Yeah. It's really interesting. But on its surface, it doesn't seem like all that bad. Right. But when you, in the context of the game, it's like kind of eye-popping. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, James' line there, there's monsters running on everyone. You just sit there eating pizza? Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, it's. I think that's kind of a, a famous line from the game, but he's just like, whatever, man. So it ain't no big deal. He takes off, James takes off after Laura. He comes outside and Maria is like, well, well I think that James asked her, did you see a little girl? Maria says, yes, she went that way. She was too fast I for me. I couldn't catch her, yeah. Like, are you just going to let her like go by herself? So she's like pushing us pushing James to go after her. Yeah. You're, you're chasing after her, after Laura. You find that she went through like a really narrow alley between like a building and a, I don't know if it's another building or, or a wall, but it's a place you can't fit through. So you've got to go back through like another building to get to the other side to keep chasing her, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, gosh. This is good. This is good. Yeah. So <clears throat> she's like, you got to go, go through that. You got to go through here first. Right. Yes. And it's locked. Uh-huh. So I think I, you guys- I got some stuff so go before we go, but this okay. is good. Oh, this is too good. But I got to dwell on Eddie just a little bit longer here before okay. we leave. Um, so this little girl is looking for Mary too. This gives me some questions. Why would this girl be looking for Mary? It doesn't really make sense. Um, I have some possibilities. Like this might be Mary's kid from a- previous relationship or something like that. I don't know. Cause the girl seems grown up or it might be his kid, uh, a daughter, or it may be it's Mary's sister or it's someone entirely different altogether. I don't know. Um, if she is a projection, I wonder what kind of projection she is other than just being a child. I can't really say much yet. Um, but she leaves and this is where we learn her name is Laura, right? Mm. So the name Angela means angel, right? The name, Mary is reference to Mary, the mother of Jesus. The name Laura means victory 
or to be victorious, right? Like a laurel, like a crown, the yeah. old Roman crowns and stuff. Um, now, I don't know exactly what it means, but all of these names mean something, right? Um, and then Eddie himself, he seems to represent slothfulness and laziness, right? Now, this is what's great. So now we get to this part here, this this part with uh, the shortcut. Yes. Mary Maria knows this town really well. Yes. And so, she's got the key to the door. Yes. Maria knows her way around town, has keys that unlock secret doors. Her keys are all hidden in secret places. Think of the symbolism of the feminine just in general. We talked about this in the Metal Gear Solid episode. Uh, thinking of her as a representation of the anima makes like such perfect sense. It's unbelievable. Um, she dwells in or behind the shadow if she is a representative of the anima. Um, so things that he's blocked, she seems to know. So she's like the key master. She, she can like make her way around all of these different, she can open the doors that he can't open, right? Even though this is like his journey, she represents the anima um, accompanying him. So we come into this place. And of course, the shortcut that Maria knows all about is a place called Heaven's Night, right? Mm. And it seems to be a strip club or what would you call it? What would you call this place? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you're talking about like the building that they're yeah. about to go into? It, there's the neon signs and it's just very suggestive of yeah. a, a night, uh, a place where women of the night show up. Sure. Uh, Nightclub. Yes, it's well nightclub for sure. But yeah. it seems very even more suggestive than just your typical nightclub. So I've got this. We've got a sign that says Paradise, and there's the female form right there. Um, there's it's called Heaven's Night, right? So this solidifies all of my ideas up to this point. This just like high fived them all. So Maria is his anima, and he needs to go through that path, the path of the feminine. He needs to go and explore like the hidden feminine. Um, in order to like make it through to the other side, right? So in order to get to the young child that he seeks, he has to uh, confront a, a part of his shadow that would be this feminine part, right? And that's represented by the anima. I still don't know um, who the girl is or what she's going to represent, but everything's coming together now. We're walking through the lust, the erotic side of our unconscious mind, the path opened up by the anima, first stage. Stage one anima, mm. right? And Maria is just opening us up to a whole a whole new world. So this is great. Right. Um, and of course, when she's opening or unlocking the door, she's doing it in very suggestive ways. The the animation the are, yeah, confused me bra. a little bit, but yeah. it's like she reaches into her skirt, she reaches into her like her boot. Yes. Or like on the side of her leg, and then she puts the key away, like inside in her of bra. her bra. Yeah, yeah. And she kind of turns away. I think it's really funny. I don't know if it's just a funky animation, but like James is kind of like. I know he's trying to look. Like look over. The <laughs> and, but that's him though. This is almost part of the the curiosity when uh, Pyramid Head is in that first scene that we get with Pyramid Head yeah. and that crazy like messed up thing that's going on. And James, he's hiding from it, but he's also like looking through the blinds, yeah, right? He's right. like watching. Um, and then in this case, right, there's this woman, she's, and she seems to have multiple keys, by the way. So it's like, yeah. is this key? No, no. Is it this one? And he's, he's trying to uncover the, the, the he's trying to see the hidden parts of this woman. <laughs> and like, he just can't help it. It's, it's almost as if he can't help it. He's got this impulse that he can't really control. 
She doesn't get mad at him or anything. She just turns away and then yeah, <laughs> that's that. But yeah, it's crazy. I so once they reach the other side, did you have notes inside the building or? Uh, no, not outside? too much there other than just the neon signs and what it kind of looks like it was probably used for. But then once we pass it, that we kind of get into like that hospital yeah. looking place. So they see that Laura yeah. runs into a hospital and that's kind of the oh, yeah, that's major right. place that's right. that we're going to explore, right? Yeah. So there's a report that James finds yeah, inside. Yeah, this is interesting. Says the potential for this illness exists in all people, and under mm. the right circumstances, any man or woman would be driven like him to the other side. The mm. other side perhaps may not be the best way to phrase it. After all, there is no wall between here and there. It lies on the borders where reality and unreality intersect. It is a place both close and distant. Some say it isn't even an illness. I cannot agree with them. I'm a doctor, not a philosopher, or even a psychiatrist. But sometimes I have to ask myself this question. It's true that to us, uh, his imaginings are nothing but the inventions of a busy mind. But to him, there simply is no other reality. Furthermore, he is happy there. So why, I ask myself, why in the name of healing him must we drag him painfully into the world uh, of our own reality? So... There's probably a lot to break yeah. down with that. I'm just not sure where to go with it quite yet. <laughs> uh, maybe another thing to stick a pin in for later. Yeah. Did you have notes on that? No, I just, my note is that this seems to be someone who is addressing a severe mental illness patient. Yeah. That's all I got. Right. Okay. So later, uh, Maria gets tired and she wants to rest in one of ah. these hospital beds. Um, she she coughs a little bit, and this is mm, going to be something yep. for later too. She she coughs a few times, okay, and then she's like, "Oh," but she she tries to say it's a hangover. Yeah, know, she I'm says it's a hangover, hangover. which it's is like, like a coughing, kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. So James tells her to rest and promises he'll come back as he continues looking for Laura. So she kind of just goes to sleep there. Yeah, which is weird place to decide to want to. to oh, very much so. <laughs> it's so funny. So Maria is, um, she's in control. She's like, you know, I keep talking about how Angela, she goes back and forth from this like really sleepy feeling to like this really hyper awake, you know, overly alert and then back down to this really sleepy, tired kind of feeling. Yep. Um, whereas Maria is, doesn't seem very tired. As soon as we get here and all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm feeling tired. I'm like, shoot, something's wrong. Right? Like, that's Angela's thing. Like you don't get tired. Like this shouldn't be you. This doesn't work. Uh, but then there's also the context of where we're at. We're in a hospital. Mm. She's laying down on a hospital bed. So we, we are seeing someone who looks like our wife who we, who died somehow mm. laying down on a hospital bed. It's like, we're having to relive, um, a previous memory, right. In some way. Yep. So, um, I like I've got that there. He's going with that. <laughs> yeah. There's also, there was a teddy bear early on and he went to go pick it up. And oh, there and he like pricked a, There was a finger. needle in it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, thing, right. things in this hospital are not as they seem. You go to pick up a teddy bear and it like injures you, like a soft, fluffy teddy bear and you get poked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things are not what they seem. Um, so Rob is making a, uh, a, he put a quote or not a quote, a, a, a comment here. And I think someone else had asked about this earlier. So I, I think we should address it now. Um, he's saying the born from a wish in quotes, DLC 
is from Maria's perspective. I think it begins in this club and ends when uh, she first meet, meets James at the park. So they're asking whether we're going to cover that uh, part of the story, and it's I not going to be today. It'll to probably it. be at the end. Okay. Um, of the, like once we've already finished and then we're going to go into like supplemental material. Cause I think there's like a novelization of Silent Hill too. Mm. There's, um, you know, other well, there's like a- sources of developer quotes where they, you know, explain things further. So I think in our final episode, we might touch on that, but, um, we're not going to do it just yet. So just so that people are aware of that. Okay. Oh, Mar- Marie also takes like pills. Before she yes, goes down, she like, takes right. some pills. Yep, that's right. Yep. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, especially for hangover, right? I guess maybe there are some medications you can take that can help with the headaches. Oh, well, whatever, that's a good point. I suppose so. Yeah. But I do think you're right. Something else that. is yeah. going on. Okay, so we get another, there's like a diary you find here. May 9th, rain, uh, stared out the window all day, peaceful here, nothing to do, still not allowed to go outside. May 10th, still raining, talked with a doctor a little. Would they have uh, saved me if I didn't have a family to feed? I know I'm pathetic, weak. Not everyone can be strong. May 11th, rain again. The meds made me feel sick today. If I'm only better when I'm drugged, then who am I anyway? May 12th, rain as usual. I don't want to cause any more trouble for anyone, but I'm a bother either way. Can it really be such a sin to run instead of fight? Mm, Some people may say so, but but they don't have to live in my shoes. It may be selfish, but it's what I want. It's too hard like this. It's just too hard. Then May 13th, the first time where it's not rain. It's clear outside. The doctors told me I've been released, that I've got to go home. I, and then there's just blank. And this is up on the top of the hospital, right? I can't remember where I found it. I didn't take a note about that, but yeah, I mean. I think it was up on the roof. Yeah, um, something like that. I believe this would insinuate something along the lines of, this is someone who doesn't want to live. Yes. They, they, and it's on the roof. You know. It's on a rooftop. I mean, what do you think happened, right? This is this is uh, so perfectly satirized in um, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. <laughs> uh, somebody writing, you know, and then they, they die in the midst of saying as something. They're, as they're right. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The castle, ah, uh, maybe yeah. he died while riding it. it. He wouldn't have bothered to write, ah, uh, he would just say it. <laughs> right. no, but perhaps he was dictating. <laughs> <laughs> he was dictating. That was funny. So funny. Um, so, yes, that is kind of funny. Um, but the fact that it just ends, it's clearly unfinished, and somebody left it on a rooftop unfinished, like, okay. I believe what they're trying to tell us is that somebody died here. Right. And this is fascinating because on that rooftop – we um, con- are confronted again by Pyramid Head. Yeah. And we are pushed back through this uh, chain link fence. Yeah, he like knocks yeah. you into it, right? And then we fall off the roof of the thing. Like we basically, the however the other person had died, that's more or less, we experience that same thing, right? Um, and we fall off the roof too. Yes, that's right. Sorry, I thought maybe we had gotten ahead of my notes, but that's exactly where I'm at. So yeah, Pyramid that's Head what I got. knocking you down past the fence and then down like a yeah. like a ledge or something. Um, yeah, right. James finds Laura again after that, playing with stuffed animals, and she reveals that she was friends with Mary and that they met at the hospital a year ago, and he immediately says, liar, to her. Yes, because she would have been dead during that time, right? Right. Yeah, he says, you're wrong, you're a liar. He doesn't just say, like, 
No, he calls her a liar. Yep. Like he immediately jumps yep. to the the furthest conclusion, and then he pulls it all the way back. Yep. And he's like, "Oh, never mind. Come here, I'll help you." And this is the third time he's done forth, this man. now, where yes. someone says something, and his first instinct is to sharply yes. deny. Nope, that's wrong. You're a liar. How dare you say that? Kind yep. of thing, right? It's uh, the cognitive dissonance, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um. Oh, Rob is saying, okay, so the needle from the teddy bear goes oh, on the, the hair. I couldn't tell the, if it was the hair even or the needle. Still, dude, do you know it how freaking thin needle. hair is? Like, <laughs> <laughs> being able to like direct that in any way. Anyways. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah, that's, you're right. The, the, Thank the, you, the hook was on the, the hair and he dips it in there and grabs the key. Yes. Um, so anyways, she starts kind of, I, I think because he promised not to yell at her or something if she told him what he wanted to know. And then his first thing he did was yell and call her a liar. He's like, fine, you don't have to believe me. Um, but before they That's leave, right. he promised he wouldn't yell at her. That's right. So and then he does like right away. Of course. That means so, that what, what he says and his words and his actions are not in alignment. Right. So who he thinks he is and who he really is are two di very different people. Yeah. And he doesn't know it. He's not aware of that. Right. So, but before they're able to leave, right. Cause he's going to, going to walk out go back to get Maria. Uh, with Laura. Laura wants to go back and get a letter. And, he, and uh, at yeah. first he's like, what do you want to go back for? Just come back later. And she's like, no, it's a letter. It's important. It's from her, it's from Mary. And that's when he's like, oh, of course. Yes, yes. Let's go get it. And and then she just, now this is, this seems, seems too obvious to me. She opens the door. I know. that was It's so in obvious. there. Keep, back all the way at going. the back. I could tell. Because as soon as she didn't go in with us, I was like, eh, Yeah, she's going to lock gonna us gonna in here. She's going to trick you it was, again. She has the key. Where did she get the key? Yeah. Why do these kids have, why do these girls, these females, mm -hmm. why do they have keys to all these all of these places, right? Yeah. It's not like, I guess Eddie's the only other person we've met who's not a female. He doesn't have any keys to anything. Um, these girls hold all these keys, right? right? And we kind of have to like, you know, through them, we have to actually go where we want to go. Um, but yeah, this girl, she would be the archetype of the trickster, mm. <laughs> by the way. Yep. Um, because yeah, she just messes. She, this is multiple times she's done this now where she just goes, ha ha. And she like laughs and runs away. And it's like, we are about to die. She has no idea. Um, I don't know how she would know because one of the things that we was revealed in this conversation with her earlier as well was you don't have a scratch on you. That's yeah, amazing. Right. How have you made it this whole time? And she's right. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And well, she's not, not seeing only are the they not things. seeing the same things, they're not experiencing with any of the senses, the same things yeah. that we're experiencing. So yeah, yeah that's fascinating. Another uh, good indicator of that there. Yep. So in this room, that's where the freaking like caged. Yes. The monsters, <laughs> monsters the, the, um, the lips thing we we're talking about. What did I say it was called? Yeah, Hold on. I it was right here. Something lips. The flesh lip. Flesh lip. So there's, I don't uh, even like saying that. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like, this was another area where I thought it was like a pretty good in, in terms of like execution, conveying like the emotion oh, that, yeah. that uh, James is feeling. So these really messed up, they're hanging from the ceiling. They're, they're sort of, uh, just a lump of flesh kind of mashed in between these metal frames, right? Yes. Hanging from the ceiling with like legs sticking out of them yeah, that reach they, down to try to grab yeah. you. And then just a mouth, just like a mouth at the bottom. That's creepy, dude. Um, really creepy monster design. But 
Uh, he's like trying to get the door open, like, okay, yeah. it's enough, like open the door. He's like, what's the magic word? Or what's, <laughs> what's, what's the, the password? What's the password, yes. right? And he's like, he's like, uh, Laura, like, <laughs> enough, open the door, you brat, or whatever. She's yes. like, okay, I guess I'll leave you here. <laughs> yeah, she, and she even mentions something about how she got hurt, I think. Because when he calls her a brat, he's like, open the door, you brat. He, he snaps again, understandably this time. Um, she's like, oh, I can't believe you hurt me like that. Yeah. Or she says something like that. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. But she feels hurt by us calling her a brat. And that didn't help the situation because then she left. And we, uh, luckily, we have a gun. So it's like not too yeah. big of a deal. <laughs> um, so once again, I'm going to point to, we're going we're gonna to go over all the enemy designs symbolically at the end. But um, I guess just try to like, uh, do a little cooking in your own minds, I guess, like as we describe this. So we talked about the braces on the legs of the mm. mannequin enemy, right? This one, it's in like a metal a frame. Cage. Oh, a frame. A I metal see. frame. I'm not going to say a cage. I'm going to say a frame specifically. Okay. I, I thought it was a cage. I guess. Um, because it's not. It's not like there's not bars all the way around it. Gotcha. It's only in like the four kind of corners where it meets up, oh, like a like a box frame. Okay, yeah. Right? And it's a, a lump of flesh, but the most significant part of it is the mouth. Right. It is the lips, which is why it's called the flesh lip, right? Yes. Okay. So we've got legs in braces. We've got these, these lips, okay? So I don't know. I'll just let you guys mull on that <sighs> for a little good. bit. But we, um, we skipped over one line earlier uh, with Maria. As okay. we're leaving to go find Laura, she asks us, she says, what will you do if you can't find Mary? Mm. And apparently we hadn't really thought of that possibility. Um, James just kind of doesn't doesn't, yeah, doesn't respond. Even, doesn't even and he it. just goes. Yeah, he just leaves. Yeah. Okay, so you shoot these things a bunch of times, kill them. Yep. Oh yeah. Apparently uh, Laura has a letter from Mary. Right. Well, she 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 that was part of the trick. Well, she does actually have. I it, okay. But, I was wondering um, if she really doesn't. She know. was using it in this case as a lure to get us to go back. And walk into the room to trap us in there, right? Yeah. Um, so my next note is, I think, from a like a, a memo or a letter or a diary or something it's, I picked up on the floor. Oh, yeah. Uh, I oh. was locked up inside the basement's basement. Wait, it was so small that? and dark, and I was so afraid I dropped my precious ring, but I will <sighs> never, ever go back there. So this is where we're going next, into the basement's basement. I, I liked that I got that. Description. There's, a, there's a really deep descent that seems to be happening here. Um, after this whole scene ends, you get the camera kind of moves down, and you, you hear a woman, probably Mary, calling James' name as the camera just seems to be just kind of going downwards mm -hmm. until we come down to, to the basement there. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot yeah. of places you have to jump through like a really deep hole have you done this yet or maybe you're maybe you're not quite there yet there's like so many places where it's like a huge pit you just jump and then like come another one you just jump like wow maybe so it's a little like bit descending further. all the way down um there's i don't the basement's basement yeah i don't recall that at the moment but i believe that this happens after we have fallen off the roof and then we wake up in this um in this basement type place right yeah well, there's going to be a much deeper descent, but I guess you haven't gotten to that just yet. So. No, I think so. I think so. No, I think I did. Maybe. Because I approach a scene. The next scene that I have here is where it's raining. It's raining outside. And, and you meet up with Maria again, right? Yes. Yeah. Is, is that before or after? 
I don't know jumping what the remaining part. No, <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't. I have the note about the jumping in. I was just talking about the basement's basement. That oh, okay, gotcha. that part. But you meet up with Marie again. She's furious She's at James so for leaving her behind, which yes. I don't know. It seems irrational because she was the one insisting on freaking staying there to sleep. But yes, she wanted to sleep there, but she does, doesn't mean we had to leave. She's <laughs> so, acting like we've known her for a long time. Yeah. That's what I'm gathering from this, from her. Um, I, I put the jump... Uh, oh, because the, they're jumping the line, uh, the, ah, the, the camera. Yes. So you got um, <laughs> James is framed looking to the screen left. And then when it cuts to Maria, she's also looking towards the screen left. Something like that. I didn't see that. I didn't catch that. And so it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a classic film mistake. <laughs> you, yes. don't, you don't jump the 180. Uh, it's called the 180, 180 degree rule. Degree roll, yeah. There's a line in between your characters, an imaginary line. You choose one side of that line to stand on with your camera and you never yes. go past it. So when you're doing over the shoulders, you stay, I want my camera on my own here, you stay on that side of the line when you do over the shoulder. Right. If you jump over that line, you're going to confuse your audience about who's standing where, yeah, where the are they spatial. looking. Yes. And they, they do that here. And it drove me crazy because this is not a real <laughs> camera. You didn't shoot it for real. You can just go and render it again. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> um, oh, but funny. she's screaming at him. Uh, yeah, she is mad. Because I think he says, um, anyway, I'm glad you're okay or something like that. And she takes offense at the word anyway. You know, the, 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 I guess the casual nature which he's addressing the fact that she's not dead. Anyway, yeah. I'm glad Anyways, that you're all right. let's go. And anyway. What do you mean yeah. anyway? You don't sound very happy to see me. I was almost killed back yeah. there. Why didn't you try to save me? Well, how could I? First of all, <laughs> I was almost killed yes, back save there. Yourself, man. I went to look for Laura, which you insisted that I do. Right. And which she will insist we do again. Right. Yeah. And I was attacked as well. I almost died. I had no idea you were in danger, so I couldn't have saved you because I wasn't there. Right. <laughs> anyway, it's just uh, this rant. I don't know. It, it, it irritated me. <laughs> well, it's nonsensical, but I've been conditioned through all the dialogue of this game to not be too Take upset it, yeah. when it's nonsensical because, because it's, it's like, dude, this is, I don't know exactly what's going on. So I'm trying to like suspend my uh, judgment. Well, I find it funny that he doesn't respond no, with doesn't. any defensiveness or anger to this at all. Nope. Particularly the part where she says, all you care about is that dead wife of yours. Oh my gosh, like, seriously. That would piss me off. Oh yeah. Well, this whole if, thing would piss me off in real life, but. If like Laura had said that, right? Yeah. would be like, shut up, you little brat. <laughs> yeah, right. And he just like takes all of it and, yeah. and he almost looks sullen, like as if he feels bad. Right. Um, I've never been so scared in my whole life. Couldn't care less about me. Could you don't care? Like that's, you, a, that's a classic. I don't know <laughs> you. He doesn't know her. Yeah. Well, he doesn't think he knows her. Right. Um, <laughs> and he says, no, you know, I just, and then she says, then stay with me. And she runs into his arms like, don't ever leave me alone. You're supposed to take care You're of right. me. You're right. He doesn't like say anything back at all. Mm. Just like And then she all. moves on. She just, like so quickly. She's just like, okay, by the way, where's Laura? Yeah, you met up right. With her, right? And right. it's like, oh my gosh. Like this could so <laughs> easily be seen as just horrible, horrible. Yeah. Uh, voice acting yes but it's really good voice acting it's not that yeah I, well i think it's good and um and it's it's meant to be this way like right. it's 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 done on purpose so i i'm you know i i'm not like judging faulting it based on that it, yeah. yeah i'm not faulting right. it um 
So you climb into this elevator and you have to play a trivia game. Well, you don't have to, I guess. It's kind of an optional thing, but they ask you three questions. And it's like a trivia game show. Like, oh, oh yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, I think the treasure you get from getting them right is uh, like some shotgun shells and some healing items or something. Anyway. Oh, this is what I love. There is one line Maria says that we're supposed to take care of her. Like, that's our job. Like, yes. We're supposed to do that. Right. That is actually the part that almost irritated me the most because that's just my personality. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't don't tell me what to do. I well, not tell me what to do, but I don't yeah. like when people don't take responsibility for themselves. Oh, for themselves. When yeah. they when they put the responsibility on me for something. Anyway, it, I don't want to get yeah. too bogged down in that. But like, your job is to save me. I don't have any responsibility yes. for it. I, but but remember. At least from the beginning, as I brought up the whole idea of the anima projection, um, the fact her being his ideal anima, yes, I think you're. On, I think you're on the right track with this. A woman who really, really, really needs him. Yes, it's his projection. Yeah, it's yeah. the type of woman he wants. Yes. So it's not anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Okay, this is basically the end. This is where you got up to. We're basically there now. Okay, we're very close. So I there's this kind of long guess. set of like back and forth hallways that you're running through. At the end of that is another lift or elevator that goes down. But as, you, as you're running down it, like Pyramid Head shows up. He starts chasing you through there. Oh, this is creepy. This yeah. is scary. Because he's still kind of slow, but you can you can kind of uh, lead him around a little yeah. bit and and make your way. This is what so in Xenosaga when the Gnosis attack at the at the very beginning at the very beginning the Woglinde, and you've got to like you know get around him and stuff. Yeah, run around. This this is how that was supposed to feel. Yes. <laughs> yes. This felt a lot more uh, creepy in my opinion. Yes. Right. Um, at the end of it, he gets into the elevator. She's behind him. The doors start closing. He's like, oh, no, no, no. He's trying to keep them open. She's like got her arm through it. Yes, she's almost there. It. And you're and like, this could happen. We're close. Yeah. She, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. And Pyramid's behind, and then he just stabs her. You can hear her. Right there. Die. She falls through. The elevator goes down, and he's just dejected. James can't believe it. Can't believe um, it. Yeah, and I think that's... Well, hold on, because I have I have some more notes here. I have okay. some more notes. But this is so, this is great. First of all, when Maria changes the subject after she's yelling at him, and then she's like, oh, we've got to find Laura. She's, she says something like, I don't know why, but I just feel like I have to protect her, right? Like, I feel like it's my job to protect Laura. Um, this is, once again, the ideal feminine <laughs> um, that James' unconscious mind would want a woman who just uncon or subconsciously has this need to take care of children, something like that, right? And you can imagine that that is working towards just like this idealized version of of the feminine in in James' mind. So I thought that was really good, actually, very cool. Um, then right here, I've got uh, Laura is all alone. Yeah, this is it. Laura's all alone, and Maria feels like it's up to her to protect the child, and that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I forgot to – I had a note on that, too, that 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 Maria felt it was her responsibility to protect Laura. Yes. That was an interesting line, yeah. That was good. Um, that was good. That was good. It just fits right in with the anima as well. Uh, so even, even the Eve part of the anima is still charged with nourishment and stuff like that for children. Um, so then we find the rings. There's, like, a thing with rings. Um there's a lead ring and a copper ring, and then we have to use them to get past the doors with like images of women on them. 
there's the one with the woman with the red dress. And this woman kind of looks a little bit like the coin that we had found previously. I remember I, we didn't bring it up, but there was a little puzzle with three coins when you have to do the puzzle to get to the next, uh, to unlock one of the doors, I think. Um, but there was a coin that was like the prisoner and then there was the old man, and then there was a snake, I think. Uh, the prisoner was a woman, and it kind of looks like this red painting here, I felt like. Mm. I don't know. And um, anyways, the three rings are supposed to correspond with one of these paintings, I believe. Um, but there's, um, well, there's only two rings, though. This is the thing. There's a lead ring and a copper ring. But, well, lead, anytime I hear lead, especially in a game like this, I'm thinking alchemy. Because <laughs> alchemy was the transmutation of lead into gold, and it's done through this process of personal self-individuation, as Jung pointed out. And so it's like, okay, you've got lead and copper, but as far as rings go, there's going to be a gold ring at some point. We're, right. we're going to find the gold ring. We've got the lead. We've worked towards, we've got the copper. We're working towards the gold. We're working towards refining the lead ring into the gold ring, you know, through a process. Anyways, I, I just, I can't help but think of that. So I'm predicting the existence of a gold <laughs> ring, and I'm hoping it's just not something dumb that's just like, oh, this uh, get, unlocks a safe with ammo in it. I'm like, okay, great. I, I hope it's more integral to the story, because that would be cool if they, you know, incorporated that stuff in it. Um, so the door with the women, I've already got that. Lead and copper rings. Um, yeah, so it's like a labyrinth. We're, the, when we're going through the hallways, it's, it feels like a labyrinth. Yeah. And it's so creepy. Um, so I was not expecting when Maria was killed by Pyramid Head. Mm. That really, really, really took me by surprise. I did not think that she was going to die here. So if I wanted to take a stab at this one, <laughs> I would say that he is reliving the past where his shadow killed his anima. Mm. That's my guess. And that he hasn't dealt with it. He doesn't know what to make of it. He can't confront the situation as is. So he is doomed to relive it. Mm. Now, obviously, I no, not obviously. I don't think this is how Mary died. <laughs> that, that would be something. Sure. But the fact that he's full of hope. He thought he found his wife. There's this girl that could be her twin. Like, he, he things are looking good. I found sort of Mary, almost, mm -hmm. kind of. I'm still looking for the real Mary, but here's a version of Mary that I just found. And now we have to watch her, like, lay down on a hospital bed and, like, die in a labyrinth right in front of us. Us, We're helpless. We can't do anything about it. There's right. nothing we can do. Um, anyways, that would be my stab at this. So he has to watch her die again. He never came to terms with it in the first place. He can't accept it, so it happens again. Um, there's this next quote for the next part that we're going to play into that I uh, have seen, but I haven't played much past it. So we'll just go to this point here. Okay. Um, but it says, uh, it's from like a piece of paper, I think, that we find on a desk. Yeah, I love this quote. He who is not bold enough to be stared at from across the abyss is not bold enough to stare into it himself. Mm -hmm. So this sounds like Friedrich Nietzsche. I, I was going to say, I looked for a quote from Nietzsche. I couldn't it's find different. anything other than, oh, do you have that quote? Okay. I have the, okay, good. well, I have the quote that I believe this is based on. Okay, go for yeah. it. And it is, um, this is the, by the way, this is the final clue for me to realize that everything happening here, there's a component to, there's, there's a level to which what we're seeing happening here is happening within James' mind. To some degree that is clearly 
what's happening. But this quote from the technical quote, the real quote from Nietzsche is, when you gaze long into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. Yeah. And then I've got my two um, little sub notes under that. Go fishing in the sea of your unconscious mind and be careful that your catch isn't bigger than your boat or it will pull you under. For example, James Sunderland has been pulled under, but the struggle is not yet over. Yep. So that's what I've got. Um, James is looking into the abyss, and it all started when he was looking into the mirror at himself. Yep. <laughs> that is the abyss. That's how it those, started. Those shaded eyes, those that dark shadow through which he is gazing into his own eyes is the abyss that was staring right back at him. Right back at him. And has plans for him. That's and right. And he's experiencing it. That doesn't mean that none of this is real, by the way. I, I yeah. really am confused at to what extent what is real any of this is, is actually happening. Yeah. But I don't think it's zero. I don't think he's yeah. just like you said earlier. I don't think he's just dreaming. Um, I think that to some degree this is real, um, but to also some very large degree, uh, this is a subjective, this is him dealing with his own mind and yeah. the contents of his unconscious. Right. Well, that's a good place to leave off. I really yeah. liked that quote. That was one of my favorite parts of the game. Actually. It's really good. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, it immediately called back to the, the mirror imagery, this, yep, this shot right where he's there. looking himself in the mirror. This stares right back at you, right? So good stuff. Um, I think we should finish the game for next time. Okay, cool. So Can't who do. knows whether we'll actually talk about the rest of the game in one episode, but I think players, everybody joining us should just go ahead and finish the game. It's not that long. Um, I think when you know what you're doing, you can beat the game in four-ish hours, but if you're a first-time player, probably eight. So it's not like it's a terribly okay. long game. I think it's something that, that is reasonable to beat by the time we meet again. So go ahead and do that so that I can stop holding my tongue on everything and we can just take spoilers <laughs> off the table. I'd appreciate that quite a bit. Oh, oh but we, we will have watched uh, Jacob's Ladder as well. That then, as well. So yeah, we're planning or, uh, on watching uh, that. James's Ladder. James's Ladder. easily <laughs> have been called, yes, and not have lost any of its meaning. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.